Amazon is hiring near you. Looking for team members who know that their work is important and that every package matters. Find a job that fits your life with competitive wages, reliable hours, and benefits. Let's work together from boxing it up to sending it on its way. Every step offers a different role and schedule. So, are you ready to work together in your community? Visit Amazon.com slash apply to see what's available. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is hiring near you. Looking for team members who know that their work is important and that every package matters. Find a job that fits your life with competitive wages, reliable hours, and benefits. Let's work together from boxing it up to sending it on its way. Every step offers a different role and schedule. So, are you ready to work together in your community? Visit Amazon.com slash apply to see what's available. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Chuleta Brothers coming through on a special edition with Chuleta Lee along with Chuleta Al via satellite. Yeah, studio. Yeah, Studio 17, Studio 12. Um, yeah. Studio 29. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like we're doing social distance, like when they're opening shit up, but that's just the way we do stuff. But yeah, people, so this Chuleta Brothers special episode, we talked about this in the last few weeks of our regular podcast, um, which we'll be doing uh, tomorrow, which will be episode 114. But today is a special edition. This is a Chuleta Brothers uh, only covering The Undertaker, The Last Ride, and basically a wrestling podcast. Uh, we're hoping that other of our friends uh, will join the podcast uh, we have maybe maybe Milton slated. I don't think my sister's gonna join my sister Mari, but if they do, uh, and then uh, we'll like to get Baron on, but we'll see. He, this guy never comes on, so we need to invite girls. Yeah. We need to invite Maddie. We have a chance. Maddie have a chance from Party Down South. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much it. And then of course my girl has a background. I was doing the podcast. That's what you got to do Podcast in Studio 17 Um, So if you hear some rumblings That's the kitchen 
That's the cooking, the cater, the catering for our podcast. <laughs> She's doing the other thing and killing the kitchen. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, so this is the this is what we say the unprofessional podcast uh, as we're doing it. So yeah, Karen Samchuleta Lee, I'll let you let the out chime in here real quick. Yeah, man. Like we said, this is gonna be a special episode. Um, uh, just regarding what we're going to be um, hopefully recapping um, the five episodes they had on the Undertaker's uh, documentary, which is called The Last Ride. Uh, this is the first time he actually breaks character. He, you know, actually call him by his real name, which is Mark Calloway. For people, you know, out of respect, they still call him Undertaker or Taker. But it was only five episodes that were like 55 minutes average long time running. Uh, very good. It almost reminded me of the the last dance, Michael Jordan, the Bulls documentary because you see uh, Undertaker sitting in like, you know, you call it, I could call it like a throne because it was a cool chair he was sitting on. Uh, minus the uh, cigar and uh, whiskey that Michael Jordan had but this is just Undertaker sitting and he's talking um, he's talking and not and asking questions I believe it's between documentary takes place between 2017 and 2020 uh, so it's three years in the making I guess the documentary I guess they were following him around a lot but it was pretty cool we're just going to recap through all the episodes that we can remember um, a bit of it. Because they were like probably, how long you think it was? Like a month and a half long? Because I know they can get two weeks. Yeah, it started in, um, I believe, early May. Like, early yeah, May? Started right after, they started right around when the last dance was going on. The Michael Jordan thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, started off early May and ended like uh, mid June because they took two weeks off. So I'll give a recap real quick of each episode. I mean, uh, knowing us, we're just gonna kind of go all places and stuff. But uh-huh. the first episode is like we get to see Mark Calloway, who's AKA the Undertaker, like what's behind him uh, as he prepares for his final match. Uh, at uh, I think it was with Roman Reigns in WrestleMania 33, which I believe it was 2017. Uh, second episode covers the year after that. Uh, the, the Undertaker's greatest fear as he he has a disappointing performance with um, Roman Reigns. They had like a bad performance, and then he's trying to come back and redeem himself against John Cena um, in, in WrestleMania 34. That's episode two. And then episode three kind of goes off of... Uh, he had a good performance, I think, with John Cena. But from what I remember, it was a short one. They didn't get enough time. So then yeah. they do uh, like a four-man tag team, which is Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Kane. Uh, it's like a, That was for Crown Jewel. So that was episode three covering WrestleMania 34 and a little bit of the Crown Jewel. And then... Episode four 
Uh, it still goes like to him, like all the stuff he has to go through, like mentally and physically. Uh, as they go back to Saudi Arabia, uh, I think that's the one he probably fights um, Goldberg. I'm not too sure. And then the last one is basically his last match. As we know, there's been a lot of speculation. He's supposedly retired um, about like three weeks ago. So his last match was WrestleMania 35, which was this year. Um, it also shows a little bit of the extreme rules, and it was his his match, the Dead Man match with um, AJ Styles. So that's yeah, it was a five part series. Like Al said, they're anywhere from forty to fifty, like about fifty five minutes. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean they were great. Uh, you know, I think we all got to see behind Undertaker. Um, you know, like a, a lot of stuff. Like I learned, like with his family and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, like we we could probably start it off. I have some questions, but we could probably get into that as we go in case other people join yeah. that way could chime in. But yeah, the first one is basically WrestleMania 33 against Roman Reigns. The one thing I remembered was when they won the hotel, <laughs> that Undertaker got mad that Roman Reigns basically he didn't keep to the script. He kayfaved him like. So, an example, in wrestling, there's a heel, which is a bad guy, and there's a... What's it called? The good guys again? I forgot the name. Babyface. Babyface. So, an example, especially for some race, WrestleMania, if me and Al have a big beef and we're fighting in the hotel, we shouldn't be checking in together. That's just the way it shouldn't be. So, I think Roman Reigns, like, didn't have... Because he didn't have enough patience And that Undertaker was like Yo, we're supposed to be like You know, there's cameras here So, like, that's one thing He always stuck to the script Um, So, yeah, we could go about that Wrestling um, With him and Roman Reigns Which I believe Roman Reigns went over Right? Yeah Uh, Because the streak was already done Mm The 21 and 0 it was already broken by Brock, and I believe that was 2013, I want to say. So that means it was four. So it was probably WrestleMania 30 or no, something. 2013 or 2014, one of those two. Uh, I know his history was already done. So fighting at WrestleMania didn't have that mystique anymore. So I guess at that time, that's when Roman Reigns was getting booed a lot or whatever. So they were trying to put him over. And, I, you know, Taker being Taker, uh, did him a huge favor and tried to put him over. The crap still wasn't mine. Still booing him after he beat Undertaker because Undertaker is such a great character that nobody thought he was going to lose again. But... He did, you know, uh, gone from there, but Undertaker's always, if he has a bad match, he wants to redeem himself and do it again, either in the middle of the year or back to WrestleMania. But yeah, that match with Roman Reigns, he put him over. Um, but I guess it didn't go as good as they thought it was going to be yeah. the match. You know what I'm saying? Because I think Undertaker was either hurt or like just the match. Um, they both messed up like a lot of spots, um, like during the match, 
So it was like like a clusterfuck from what I remember was like they both kind of did mistakes or or stuff like that. So um, I know he was saying that he felt bad for Roman because he was planning to like he felt like he messed up and he didn't give it his all. So, yeah. so that was like I said, episode one. It also takes you back. Um, they're similar to Michael Jordan's things that they're filming in real time, like in that one in WrestleMania 33. So you got some footage of him talking. At the same time, you have him um, showing him like during that time everything that he was going through. Um, some of the backstage stuff Which for us wrestling fans is always cool Like when you see them in the backstage Talking shit to each other Or just saying hi to each other So that's always cool um, Episode 2 Like I said uh, That was the next year That was on uh, John Cena This was Wrestlemania 34 um, This is more him Redeeming himself Like Then I think with John Cena, they had a great match from my understanding, but it was just that they only gave him a few minutes. It wasn't as long as they were supposed to go. Um, uh, it was like five minutes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then he, he found out last minute that they put him on the card. He, he was, they just told him, bring your gear. He didn't know if he was going to be in it or not. And I guess they told him, because I think this is the, the one that John Cena was sitting in the audience. Waiting for him because he had yes. called him out. I remember that one. He had called him up through the year, and that was the first time I see John Cena with the long jeans on instead of the oh, shorts. He had, yeah, he had the shorts under. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was, it was the way they did it was it was good but corny at the same time. But to see an Undertaker WrestleMania, just hearing his. Entrance, you'd be like, Oh, shit, he's there again. So, yeah, like you said, he, he said it himself. Like, I got ready for what is it, a 45 minute match, and they only gave me five minutes. Yeah, and I, I, I think with I still could go more. I think with that one, if I remember correctly, I think Elias was also feuding with John Cena, right? Was that the case, or am I confusing them? Because I think, well, I, I think. Um, that was the following one that Elias was um, performing, and then he said something about the dead man. And then Undertaker came out of nowhere because they were supposed to view that Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia Super Showdown, whatever it was. Yeah. So, so that was like I said, episode two. Like I said, we're we're not giving emphasis on you know how good these episodes are. If you guys get a chance, please watch it. It's on WWE. We don't get anything out of it, but um, it's real good. Hopefully, definitely, hopefully, this is definitely not giving us money for this year. Yeah, hopefully they do more of these. Um, then the third the third episode from my notes is that he did good against John Cena. Then the Undertaker seeks closure on his thirty year career in a series of matches. This was the one that they were trying to bring a little bit of the past. Like, so, you know, his best matches arguably have been either with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And he's had four matches all together. And they were trying to pair up. And I think Shawn Michaels actually came out of retirement to fight in this one. To join Triple yeah. H and Kane. And it was a dream scenario. We were in, like, legends. So this is Crown Jewel. Um, 
you probably know more than I do on this one. What? So what was the actual tag, you know, and against who? If you remember, for the Crown Jewel one. So that was the one that was him. Uh, um, it was him and Kane versus DX. It was the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. Yeah. It was promoted as, like, I think the last time you're going to see these four guys in the ring. Shawn Michaels just came back from retirement so for this match. I think that's the match uh, Triple H blew up his bike that Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, because they fought again. They did that tag match, and then Triple H and Undertaker fought again in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. That one, and that one was more of a wreck. Man, he, even he was like, "Shit, this is the worst shit I ever done." Uh but yeah, they had the Brothers of Destruction versus DX, and everybody was. I remember they were hyping this match up because I was like, "Oh shit." This is uh, never seen before. Let's see these yeah, yeah, you could tell he they were kind of pissed because especially him that he retired, came out of retirement just for that. That that's like you're like fuck. So that was episode three, um, and then, um, well, which we we could let's go there. So like question for you so Triple H and Shawn Michaels along with Undertaker there's been four matches involved if I remember correctly the Shawn Michaels one and then two and I think after that they did Triple H two times right so it was like four in a row am I right or was there like someone in the middle after Uh, Shawn that was I don't uh, it was Shawn Michaels might have been Shawn Michaels back to back. That I remember. Then, then I thought... Then I think he had retired after that. Um, and then the Triple H, it might have been the skip the year because that's then the second one is when they brought Shawn Michaels back as a special guest referee. Um, and they brought him out. And that was a great match too. Because... The, the best part of that was when they showed them all leave the, um, leaving the arena. Mm-hmm. And they're all like helping each other out in the ramp. And uh, Undertaker talked about that's the one picture he remembers he had hanging in the wall. Just them three looking out to the audience after the, the, the long match he had with Triple H. But yeah, like you said, those four matches, he, he talks very highly. Uh, he considered those one of his favorite um, matches that he's done. Compared with the Mankind match, like in Hell in the Cell and stuff like that. But the Shawn Michaels and Triple H matches, he's, he's been our one of his best matches that he's had. 
which is they were they're definitely good matches. Definitely good matches. Yeah. So it's crazy. So going so which one out of the four is your favorite? I think it's the first Shawn Michaels match. But that's Mine's the first too. time you see them going at it, like uh, That's one of the best matches I've ever seen. The, the, Shawn Michaels put a good show. Then Undertaker, for being the big man that he is, he was moving around like freaking tiger. He belonged with, uh, what's this guy's name? Tiger King. Tiger King? Yeah. Yeah, but I agree. That's, that's my favorite match. Um, it was the first one with... I mean, both of them are real good, but the first, yeah. the first one was great. The second one was like they, it seemed like they were trying to outdo the second one, the first one, so they were doing like a lot more like finishes, like. Um, but they were good. Then the, the Triple H ones were good too. I remember the one with, um, like you said, with Shawn Michaels, the second one that was good. He was the ref. That one had yeah. like that gave a better part to it. So let me read something off for you. I just saw now. WrestleMania opponents for Undertaker. Undertaker versus Jimmy Snuka. WrestleMania 7. That's when he started. That's when he started the whole streak. We go to next year. Undertaker versus Jake the Snake Roberts. And feel free to chime in like if you remember some of these matches. Because I kind of do and I don't. Uh, So that's 7. So then I think... I don't know how I got to nine. No, that was eight. And then I get to nine. Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Oh, man, that was a... You remember that? Yeah, because I remember Giant Gonzalez. That was like a kind of last one. Yeah. Uh, If I remember correctly, it might have been a disqualification or something. But it was, you know, it's not one of his best matches. But it was like this guy was way taller than him. But for some reason, I don't have WrestleMania 10, but I do got WrestleMania 11, which is him versus King Kong Bundy. So he went 4-0. Him I versus... think he might have been hurt. Yeah, he might have been hurt. So Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy. Then WrestleMania 12, The Undertaker versus Diesel. Yeah, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Um, and then 13 versus Psycho Sid. In a no That's DQ the match, is cycle did cycle Sid die? No, he's still around. Okay. Then the next one, which was the next year, was fourteen. Which I I, I will have to probably go back and see this one. WrestleMania fourteen, Undertaker versus King, the first time. Oh man, that was the good. That was the year that they were born at. They even had a. I think that's the year they had the first time ever flames in the ring. Not mm-hmm. for WrestleMania, but like other other pay per views. Yeah, and I think Paul Bearer was. He turned uh, sides, right? Well, he he was he chose Kane over Undertaker. So then they went to episode uh, episode WrestleMania 15, Undertaker versus Big Boss Man in a Hell in a Cell match, and then I went from 15 then. Somehow, 17, he went 9-0. I guess he was hurt maybe the year 16, but 
Undertaker versus Triple H. Yeah. But he was actually um, American Badass for that one. Yeah, he came out on the bike. He was a, what they call it, the American Badass Undertaker. They still had the Undertaker uh, name under that. That was his way, what he said on the uh, documentary, it was a way to keep keep the Undertaker fresh. Because mm. people were already getting, you know, um, tired of the gimmicks. Yeah, he was getting like stale because yo, know, that character's been around for so long. Like, what else can you do with it? So he did the whole badass, and I think he used to come out to the Kid Rock, Kid Rock stall. Yeah, rolling. Yeah. So and then it was WrestleMania 18 versus Ric Flair uh, in a no DQ match. So that I remembered, uh, and then it was nineteen versus the Big Show and A Train in a handicap match. Yeah, I don't remember A Train. I don't think I did. And then uh, WrestleMania twenty, he fought Kane. Yeah. Then twenty one, yep. Randy Orton. That was a poor one. He put Rand- I think he was trying to put Randy Orton over too. And then he did 22 um, versus Mark Henry in a casket match. I remember this one. Yeah, I remember. That was a good one. It was a pretty good one. And then he did Batista for 23. WrestleMania 23. And then um, WrestleMania 24, he fought Edge. Great match. Yeah, I remember that one. And then... 24, that's when he went in right to Shawn Michaels. He did 25. 25. Yeah. Yeah. That was the good one. The Shawn Michaels. And, uh, even the second one was good. Yeah. The so the, then 26 was Shawn Michaels in a streak versus career match. So did Shawn Michaels quit right after that since it was his career match? Yeah, that was more like his, almost like his retirement match. So then... That was um, 36 and then 37 versus Triple H in a no holds barred match. Uh huh. And then Triple H again. So, yeah, I was right. So, they did four in a row, basically. And then from there, he fought CM Punk for WrestleMania 29. You know, that one was the one I. I don't know how I forgot about that one. But he actually beat him off. This was in MetLife. What do you mean? CM Punk didn't win. Right. CM Punk lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't. For some reason, I can't remember this match. And then. So I had to. Go, I had to go back and watch. It. And then WrestleMania 30, good. like Al said, that's when he lost to Brock Lesnar, and that's when the streak officially ended. He did. Yeah, man. He the, went the 21 and 0. And then. So then from there he went to Bray Wyatt in WrestleMania 31, WrestleMania 32 versus Shane McMahon in Hell in the Cell match. This was a great match. Oh, the Hell in the Cell with Shane McMahon. Yeah, that was a great yeah. match. Uh, that was 32, and then the you know like we've been covering 33, 34, um, and then to then yeah, so then we're covering a little bit between. Because we're now 34, some of Crown Jewels. So episode four, 
goes into some of the stuff in Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia and um, basically like he has to d d determine if he's going to continue wrestling or if he's going to do any more Wrestlemanias then episode 5 which is the last one uh, it basically covers Extreme Rules and then Wrestlemania 35 which was this year which was his last yeah. one with AJ Styles um Let's go into that. So we went into some of the... We pretty much went through all the list of all of them. Let's go into this year's WrestleMania. So this year's WrestleMania for us was different, right? Because we normally watch WrestleMania. We make it like our Super Bowl. It becomes yep. a thing. We'll order pizza. We'll either make food, you know, like... Uh, you know, whatever. Finger, finger foods, beer, out. Never goes to work the next day. He always has it set up as a vacation day. Um, so, yeah, it, it becomes a thing. Uh, this year, because of the whole COVID, um, we weren't sure we were going to get a WrestleMania. And I know um, we had talked, I think, last year. It was never serious. We were like, yo, let's go to Tampa, this, this, and that. But, I mean, that never happened. But um, So, then WrestleMania 35 takes place this year, which is weird because Undertaker was going to be there. But then leading up to it... It was weird because you didn't really get to see him fight. Then you saw some... If I remember, I think it was like a Monday Night Raw that he came in and he fucked up. What's the name of AJ Styles or two other guys? His, uh, old uh, the Luke Gallows and Anderson. So he messed them up. So it was just some excitement. But then we didn't know what kind of match we were going to get for episode 35. I mean, WrestleMania 35. Um, which turned out to be one of the best... You know, it was the best yeah. match for WrestleMania because WrestleMania this year was two days, people. It wasn't one day like we normally do. It was a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so we saw both nights, but the rest, the Undertaker match thing took everything. So yeah, it was the yard match. So yeah, what was your thoughts into WrestleMania this year and specifically that match? Yeah, this whole COVID-19 had switched everything around. Even before WrestleMania, they were doing live events with no audience. So, of course, it was looking different for all of us. It was looking weird. It's, it's like, I don't know, it's like something you consistently watch and then it just changes on you, like, rapidly. But they did the best they could with what they had. And then fast forward to this WrestleMania 35, like Lee said, night event which I've always seen they should do like normally we the previous years is one day which is Sunday and that show goes on for seven eight hours it's too long for somebody to sit there especially if you have kids you know how much money you're gonna spend there so I like that they did the two day uh, they're testing the two day WrestleMania thing and I hope they keep it because now they can do like three hours on each day and people who couldn't go Sunday could go Saturday and vice versa so me personally I like this two day thing um, football should think about doing something like this uh, for, for Super Bowl not playing Super Bowl twice but come up with something that they could do like that but yeah the Boneyard match for me I think was for the first night was the best match out of like the five might have been six matches we had that first set you know that Saturday uh, it looked it, it looked like a movie 
the way they shot it. Uh, them going to the graveyard and then top of the freaking house and fighting and having the Luke Gallows and Anderson come out. I'm like, wow. Like I, like I said before, it felt like I was watching an action-packed movie in that 15, 20-minute match. You watched it here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What you thought about it. Because even the girls were here, they were like, yo, this, this match looks good. Yeah, it was great. And people, apologies for my background noise. <laughs> um, they're doing dishes here, so hopefully you guys don't listen to this shit in the podcast. But uh, I'll try to clear it up. If hopefully you guys don't get any feedback. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, it was great. I mean, it, like I said, at first it was certain parts I thought it was like corny, but now looking back at it, they did it perfectly. Um, I think just the different elements. Uh, I like the way they shot it. It was just different. I think the reason why I thought at first it was corny because I remember the match. <clears throat> I kind of had like a bad taste when Matt Hardy fought Bray Wyatt. They fought in a similar thing and it was just kind of like it wasn't that good. Um, yeah. But they were smart because if it would have been in ring, you would get to see Undertaker's like, you know, he's not the same. He can't move the same. He's hurt. He was hurt. Yeah. So, but he, even if he's just too old, you know, like to, especially with AJ, even though AJ Styles is a great wrestler, he'll make him look good, but it's hard to pull it off. So this, this kind of fight, and I like the way that he came back as the American badass, that yeah. he's more of a badass. Basically, he doesn't have to do the Undertaker jump like on a rope sort of stuff. He basically doesn't have to do, he's more like a brawler, like Stone Cold, kind of like just like yeah. punching. Which fits right up for a person who's older. Like, he could do the punches. He don't need to do these fancy wrestling moves and, and like, chokeholds because it's just a fight. So, that's what part I like about it. It was a fight. I like the part when he, um, his hand went through the rest, uh, through the car window and he got cut. So, I know oh, yeah, yeah. when we saw it, we're like, oh, shit. And then you get to hear that sound. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, that shit is no joke. That's not fake. Because normally we could tell certain things are fake or the way they're planned. But that one, we were like, oh, shit. Um, nah, yeah. And like and like he said in the documentary, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was, he looked at it two different ways. He was hurt, so it was good that um, they stopped to film and then they wrestled again for another five, ten minutes. And they stop. But he said the only bad part about that is when your body's warmed up at his age, you just want to keep going. Because if you're warmed up and then you stop for like 20, 30 minutes for the, set for the other shoot, his body gets cold. And, the, you know, like you said, he's already older and it takes him longer to stretch and all this stuff. He said it was like some, it was like an eight hour shoot or something like that he was saying in the documentary. Yeah. Yeah, so, not, uh, for me, I, I, me personally, I like I like the match that Bone Yard match. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, and then um, I think it was perfect. Like he went out on top. Um, he also brought back the the uh, the other character, the the American badass. Uh, also with AJ, seems believable. AJ cut like great promos to his wife. Which like made it even better. I just wish there was a wrestling crowd 
because it would have hyped yeah. it up, like in terms of the promos. But they set all that shit up like great, and they I think they because I think the last few years I know me watching it. Undertaker is always a spectacle. Like you always want to see him. Like you don't want to watch WrestleMania without him. But the yeah. last few years, I'm like, all right, I want to see Undertaker, but I don't want to. Like in my mind, I would be like, I don't want to see him end the show because he takes mad long to get to the ring, and then you don't know if the match is gonna be good. Like normally, the last match, which is you want like a great match, like a great yeah. match, and then like the last few years, it, it it hasn't felt like he's really delivered. So, like, you know, this year was perfect. Like, um, he didn't have to deal with all that pressure. I mean, the one thing he had to deal with, if you people haven't watched it, was that he lost his brother um, during that time. So, I think, uh, I'm not sure how many days prior to it, you may know better than I. It was was on in the documentary, so during the COVID-19 thing, he couldn't fly. I think his brother was in Texas at the time, and they were in Orlando filming it. So he got the phone call either a day or two before they started filming for that phone job match. So he had to deal with the loss of his brother while he was doing this thing, knowing that he couldn't go, you know, plan a funeral or whatever, because, you know, the gatherings, they weren't letting it happen and stuff like that. So it was just driving him crazy. He said, you know, he was saying in the last episode, she was insane, but he, they pulled it off. AJ made him look good. He he looked good. Little Gallows and Anderson did their part. They looked good. So that whole match was great. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, this shit was corny." COVID, they really couldn't do much, and they, they they actually did something awesome because of the thing, and they you know they show how if you watch that last match, they show like where in Orlando how they changed it around WWE and how they basically rented like an old barn or farm, and that's how they yeah. made the match and how they like made it like just for nighttime and all that thing, and they made it look cool the way they did, it. and then like you know. Dealing with his brother's death Like that was his close brother If you watch the documentary You can see that he wants to like tear up That's the closest mm-hmm. that You see him That he's just like He couldn't do nothing And he had to like basically With everything with him Is like Go on with the show That's the one thing If you know about Undertaker Is just like Whatever happens He has to go on with the show So He does everything for the company He's mm-hmm. the one guy That if the ship is sinking, he's gonna sink. He's gonna go with the ship, mm-hmm. and that's what I got out of this um, documentary. And he, you see the love he got for Vince. You see the love Vince got for him. You see all the respect he gets from all the other wrestlers in the back. Like everybody wants to shake his hand, and I feel like they shake his hand. They feel like, oh my God, that's underpin. You know what I'm saying? It's like probably us being a celebrity, and we like, oh shit, yo. It's Blah, blah, blah. That's them, and they work with him. You know what I'm saying? They work with the Undertaker, and they still feel like that little kid inside that is for the Undertaker. They need to go show respect and shake his hand. And he does that with Vince. And they show that playful, 
thing between him and Vince that they normally don't show us when we're watching the Undertaker. That's why I like that they were using his real name and not just call him Undertaker. I like that they were using calling him Mark Calloway. Just watching him talking, it just felt weird. I was like, yo, Undertaker don't talk like that. Like, that's not the Undertaker. Hell no. Yeah, no, same thing. Like, um, they show another side of Vince. You could tell, like, Vince, I'm not saying melts for him, but when it comes to him, Vince pulls all the stops. I think Yo, it was... Vince a question. He almost started crying. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, like, they asked him, what is Mark Calloway to you? Or what is the Undertaker to you? Like, what does he mean to you? Mm-hmm. Vince couldn't even talk. He was choking up. I was like, holy shit. That's love right there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and not only that, not only that, like, um, you could tell with Vince that, um, has so much love for him, so much admiration, but you could see, like, Vince drops his guard a little bit just for him. It only seemed like that, that way, and I mean, especially, I think it was, I I don't know it was WrestleMania 33, maybe it was the one Roman Reigns that he got hurt. Or I think it was the one that he had with Brock Lesnar that he was concussed. With the concussion? That Vince went with him to the hospital. His wife was like, you know, he's the only guy, the only person that, you know, actually went to the wrestling, uh, to the hospital with him was Vince McMahon. So you don't hardly see that, like, especially from Vince. Especially, I think it was on WrestleMania. Vince doesn't even leave, like, WrestleMania for nothing. No, yeah, you don't see him. You don't. He's hiding. He's always uh, in the back. But it's definitely, it definitely shows, um, if you want to call it the lighter side of Undertaker, um, a little bit of Vince uh, and, and all the other wrestlers um, that are showing respect. Because this is like the one. There's been so many characters, but this is the only one that stuck around for like 30 plus years and you still get goosebumps when you hear that um, entrance song of The Undertaker. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, when, when, when was the first time you think you saw Undertaker? Like when you started watching wrestling? What was like the first thing you saw him? I don't remember the time, but I remember was he was scary. Like, you know, I was, I mean, I wasn't like a, it wasn't like, I wasn't young, young that he was scary, scary, but it, it was one of those things that I'm like, he seemed believable. Yeah. Because he had to deal with death. I never knew what an undertaker was. I never knew that whole thing of like the pub, whatever, the bearer, that whole yeah. part to it. I never understood that. Until I watched wrestling and that uh, he buries people. So I was like, holy shit, this guy's crazy. Like, this guy's real. <laughs> so that's the way I used to think of it. Like, you know, I wasn't like a little kid thinking, oh, my God, he's really real scared. But it was one of those things like, yo, that's the first wrestler I've ever seen that, you know, because back in the days they had like, but the big boss man who's security guard. <laughs> yeah. That seemed believable. It was Coco Beware. There was a uh, steam... <laughs> Steamboat, who was a... King Kong uh, Bundy. King Kong Bundy. There was Steamboat, who was a, uh, like, for real, you know, seemed legit karate guy. That's yeah, what you got yeah. from it. Everything was based on, um, you know, Honky Tonk. 
Honky Talk Man, he was really Elvis for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Jake the Snake was really like a snake person. Um, but Undertaker was just like, holy shit. Like, that was, he brought a different element. Like, never seen somebody like with coming in with an entrance that the room is dark because of yeah. him. And like, so yeah, he was, he was cool. But I, I don't remember like if it was a WrestleMania. Or, because I, I don't know if I was watching wrestling, wrestling like that. So, I'm not too sure. What about you? Well, the first time I remember seeing it was on a Saturday morning. I used to watch, uh, I think it was Saturday main event. No, Saturday main event was on night. So, I forget the show they had in the morning time. And, uh... I think it was either Channel 9 or something. Because in the daytime, they would give it a Channel 9. But then after like 11 or 12, you could see it in the Spanish channel. Univision or something. The same one, the one hour you watch. And I remember seeing Undertaker in that, that one um, episode they had. I was like, who the hell is this guy? He, had a, he was dragging a casket. And I'm like, holy shit. This motherfucker, like you said, Paul Barron, like all held and white holding a... I didn't know back then uh, it was an urn. I was like, what the hell is that? What, does he have candy in there or something? Yeah. I, I didn't know what it, I didn't know that you put the ashes of somebody in the urn. Me neither. No, I was naive. I was naive back then. Yeah, I we didn't naive. know. I, I was the same way. But it's like you said, Undertaker, he scared me a little bit, not too much, but Paul Barron scared me the most because the the faces he used to make, yeah, and the way and the way he used to talk, and he'd be showing Undertaker the urn, and he, that was like the way he got his power, yeah. and all that shit. And I'm like, holy shit, man! If you when he started rolling his eyes back, that's when I was like, holy shit, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. But yeah, I mean, that's like how early I remember Undertaker. Um, but yeah, I mean. The documentary is great because it, it shows, like, we were saying, like, the loyalty. Um, this guy had movie offers. He didn't take them. He had yes, he did. more money offers to go to, like, you know, at that time, WCW. He saw that everybody else was leaving. And this guy was, like, the man. <clears throat> not only the man in wrestling, but in terms of in that locker room, he was the man. So he was yeah. the man, like the everybody respected him. So he never like moved, he never budged, and that's when WWE was supposedly going down. And he still like stood loyal to Vince. Um, and even till now, I mean, this guy's, I don't know how many surgeries he went through, like maybe like sixteen surgeries that he's had, back, neck, and all this stuff. And they even show him on one of the episodes going through surgery, and he's. You know, Vince is like, I got something to talk about. And you see him, he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to figure it out. Like, I, you could tell, like, he does, like, like that's his father or something. Like, he does it for him okay. that much. So. Like, I, I think he's going to, because he signed a 15-year contract. So he's going to be 70 by the by the time that contract's done. And, um. Me and Barrett was having this conversation. We were saying that Vince just did it like like that. Nobody else could sign him. You know what I'm saying? Sign for 15 years. You, you're 
you're gonna retire as WWE, just like Derek Jeter with the Yankees. Play 20 years, you don't want to go play anywhere else. I'm gonna retire again. Oh, he probably he he probably did it too to like cover him for like in um, health insurance and stuff like that. That too, because it's like that's his best friend. That's like his brother, Vince. And Undertaker's like two best friends, two brothers. Um, I could see him maybe after two or three years after he, you know, get his body back. You know, because right now he's repressing the body. Like all that 30 plus years of wrestling, fucking hitting the ropes, flipping here, hitting the mat. You're going to need some a good two or three years to get your body back. Then I could see him helping the younger talent big men though like yeah. big new big men's coming i could see him in the performance like Shawn michaels doing that with nxt he's a coach mm-hmm. i could see undertaker doing that um when he relaxes his body because he has a lot of knowledge and he could pass that on to the new because there's never going to be another undertaker never yeah. just like there will never be another Michael Rick Jordan. Flair or Stone Cold, whatever, or like a Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times you say LeBron and Kobe, there's never going to be another Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same conversation we should have for us. There will never be a big man like he is that can move and work or wrestle the way he did. I want to, I want to, like, the, since we're talking about him. He's known for WrestleMania matches, the streak, and mostly, yeah, pretty much WrestleMania. Because sometimes he doesn't fight pretty much the whole year, only leading up to WrestleMania. There's been, I was thinking of a few other matches that are memorable. And just ones that I thought, and you could tell me because you probably know more than I do. I think it was Hell in the Cell with him and Mankind. Oh, like one of the best the ones. Man. Back in those days, I used to have the fixed boxes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember. Mm-hmm. That oh, one man. was one of the best. Either that's 90. It's between 96 and 1998. I, I remember how, mm-hmm. how long ago it was. But that was a fucking awesome that's match. One, yeah, that's a WrestleMania-worthy match. I remember, like... And people, yeah, yeah we got, that was that wasn't even a WrestleMania match. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. WrestleMania worthy. Like if people, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Mankind oh versus God. Undertaker, like one of the best matches ever. Um, also, uh, what other match? I was just damn. I had another match in my mind. Um, him and Shane, they always had good matches. For some reason, I think he brought the best out of Shane. I think also well, Mankind too, but. Him and Shane always had good matches, and you'll be like, what's Shane going to do to Undertaker? But he had pretty good matches. Um, they put on good matches. And also, um, to be honest, that it wasn't a bad match. The one that he lost to Brock was a good match. It wasn't that I didn't, like I said, I didn't wish he didn't lose, but the match itself wasn't like, like they kept going at each other. I just wish Undertaker yeah. was a little bit younger. To like stay with Brock, um, and also the matches he used to have with like um, with Kane. He used to have a lot of good matches with Kane back in the days, from what I remember. That, yeah, but definitely the most memorable one that I, 
the one you said, Mankind and uh, Undertaker, man, they they put on a show, especially when this guy fell from the sky like into a table, man, and lost his fucking front tooth and it ended up in his nose. They won't even allow that right now. That type of like if they're gonna try to do that, they will not let that happen. So you know it's crazy that he he so he went up to I think he fought thirty years. His debut was in nineteen ninety. Was that a Survivor Series? Yep, Survivor Series eleven twenty two. Basically around Thanksgiving time, he came out Survivor yeah. Series and he did pretty much thirty years. You follow wrestling more than I do. Do you know any other wrestlers who've had? That longevity that you can think of? Uh, 30 years. You got probably Ric Flair. Uh, but a Ric Flair is it's not 30 years. Yeah, but that's the only person I could think of, like, close to it. I mean, I don't think there's anyone else. But, like, fighting every, like, every year? Uh, maybe Hogan? If that? Yeah. But, you know, Hogan started doing, you know, didn't wrestle for this and that. But, yeah. like, as Undertaker been doing, as, as Undertaker, I think he's, like, the only one for 30 years consistent. Like, yeah. Even if he's losing a step, he's that anal that he wants to come back. Either six months to a year to prove everybody that yo, I'm still the Undertaker. Yeah, he's you know had he's had one of the longest runs. Uh, I'm trying to think. Ric Flair, like you said, is one that I can think of who's had a long run. You know, of course, Hulk Hogan, um, Kane had a long run. Kane definitely had yeah, a long. Kane run. Kane had a long run. Uh, maybe Ray Mysterio. I'm just thinking out of the blue. Maybe the Chris Jericho's. That I mean, not none close to thirty years though. But I'm just talking. About, I'm just trying to think of wrestlers who've been a while that they're still kind of wrestling. Um, that they've been around yeah. for a while. Um, you know, I could see Ray Mysterio because Ray Mysterio. Uh, what I've read about him, he started wrestling when he was fifteen mm-hmm. in Mexico, and he's got to be in his forty-five. So he's put in a good thirty years also. Yeah. Thing is, is that we, he's done it. Undertaker's done it with one company. No, and, and, and he's done it professional, like at a professional, at the highest level, at a, basically. At a highest level. Yeah. But just with one company, mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio has done, you know, WCW, WWE, Triple uh, A Lucha Libre. You know, going to other organizations but like one per like one character staying in one company but as long as Undertaker has done it I don't think there's nobody else that's, that's done that do you think that he should have dropped a well he didn't even drop a belt you think he should have lost the streak at tw- or stopped the streak at 21 I, that's you know what I don't know why they did it with Brock because Brock was already over like, they should have never had Brock kill that streak. Because I was reading, 
they wanted Edge to kill that streak when they had that WrestleMania match. And I think you were talking to you. You said it was what WrestleMania? Well, it, I forget what WrestleMania. It was probably like eighteen, nineteen, or something, or twenty something. But Edge, mm-hmm. but Edge, out of respect, said no. I don't want to kill the streak. Let Let's keep it going. Let him be. Let him beat me. I think they should have kept that streak going and him retire as the only person to win all his WrestleMania matches. Because that's all he... I remember he's had the, the strap, the championship, you know, a few times. But you don't remember him being a championship, being a champion. You just remember him as the Undertaker because he really doesn't need the belt. Well, yeah, you know they, what I'm they said that I think he has the most... If I'm, I don't know if I got this correct. I think he has, I think he's tied with like Stone Cold, a few other people, three times that they held the belt during WrestleMania. Like throughout the years. But he's been doing it much longer than all those guys. But okay. I think they were saying they put some number there that he hasn't fought for the belt in such a long time. like Or carried the belt. Like I think he won the belt off of someone in one year, but... Most of the time, he's never went in as a champion. It's no, been, yeah. And he yeah. doesn't even need it. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't... You want to put the belt on people that you want to... Um, not pro, Well, if you want to say promote, but... Make them the face of the company. Mm-hmm. Undertaker doesn't need that, because... You say wrestling, uh, names that you're going to say is oh, Undertaker or... Back then, they'll say Hulk Hogan, or you say John Cena now. You know, John Cena doesn't need a belt either. Just like Undertaker doesn't need a, a championship. So that's why I was. That's why they should have kept his streak going to like at least twenty five and all. And that's it. Like if he wasn't gonna do it anymore, just leave it at twenty five and all. Yeah. Or if you really wanna like pull somebody over, over, make sure it's like somebody like not Brock, because Brock was already over. You really shouldn't do it with Brock. But I guess they wanted to show that Brock was the motherfucking man and they want to show that he's not he's not afraid of anybody. Let me show you what I could do to him. Because the whole audience, the whole crowd was shocked when that happened. Even I was here drinking. I was like, what the fuck just happened? You know, I, I was not expecting that when I when we were watching that WrestleMania. But I think it worked. <laughs> it fucking definitely worked, man. It worked. Good. I agree with you. Even he... I don't. I don't think it should have been Brock. Did it should. I think it should have maybe been John Cena, but like, but it makes what you're saying makes sense. He did. John Cena doesn't need to be him, but I felt like John Cena is the only person like at that time that was at his level. Yeah. Um. Um. Or even like maybe let's say if CM Punk would have stood for a while, I think CM Punk would have been good to be him too. But because yeah. he could have been a good heel. Um. Do you think he's the greatest? Meaning greatest in what? Wrestling. Like wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Nah. He's the greatest character of yeah. all time, maybe. Because I, um, I could put him up there with the Hulk Hogan category. Cause Hulk Hogan's not the best wrestler. No. So he's one of the best characters because he's known everywhere. Even Spanish mothers that don't watch wrestling, you, you say Tuve Lucha Libre, they're going to say Hulk Hogan. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know about now, but like, if we're going into best worker, maybe as a big man, he's one of the best big man work. Like, now, I, I'm making it greatest as just everything. Like, if I don't know, like I I don't think he's the greatest because it's it's weird. His record proves he's the greatest to me. He's went undefeated. I mean, of course, it's not real, but if you look, Ober went on Ober went undefeated in but not WrestleMania. But if you look at it from on, if you do the math, like it it's one of those like sort of things like. It's like one of those baseball players that has like great numbers in the end, and maybe they didn't win that many championships. And you're like, is this the guy the greatest? He has maybe the most RBIs, most home runs, best batting average, and you're like, but it's, it's like a weird thing. So like with him, he has probably the the best WrestleMania record, the longest. Like we said, there's never been nobody with a 30 year career like him. Best character. He's been loyal. He's done everything. He's had a lot of like great matches. Because even if you think of great matches, my, my matches are him with um, Shawn Michaels and, and and Triple H. There's other great matches like Macho Man, Steamboat. But he's in a lot of great matches too. So it's like if you look at the numbers, you got to say he is the greatest kind of. But I then on the other side tells me. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm conflicted. But, That's what I asked you. Will you consider him, and this is like going to be way off, um, like the Dan Marino of football. Of, no, I, Dan Marino is to football, he's to wrestling. I could think of him like a Russell Westbrook. The guy did a triple-double, and you're like, Yo, nobody's done a triple double ever for the whole like I think maybe was it was it like fifty games or something like that? No, yeah, he did it for the whole year, right? So I think he yeah, beat. Yeah. I don't know if he was the first guy to do it or was that other guy. I think Oscar Robinson, but I think he did it two years in a row. And you're like numbers wise, yo, how the fuck can he do that every night and day with the yeah. whack team too in OKC? But you're like, is he the greatest? You don't know. You're like. His numbers are the greatest, but you're like, I don't know if he's the greatest. That's how I'm like, I'm conflicted with Undertaker. If you think about it, he he, if you look at the numbers, he has to be the greatest. But like you said, everybody knows who's Hulk Hogan, um, Ric Flair is a lot of people's greats. Shawn Michael, you know, Shawn Michaels Shawn Michael. is Shawn Michaels the greatest probably in ring performer. Is he Undertaker? Like, he's been doing it for 30 years. Not only that, it's just the mental stuff. Like, you, he's had a lot of... Um, he's been hurt. And if you notice, all those wrestlers, they all go through... Um, even Stone Cold, he's been hurt. That he went through, like, a downshift. Either that, or they drink too much, or they take too much drugs. Like, they... Or they burn out. Like they like even like Stone Cold would say I think towards the end he was burnt out like he was he wasn't happy but yeah think about it. Undertaker's been doing it thirty years and he's just been consistently just he shows up and he performs yeah. at a high level so it's crazy so I, that's just that's just like a I, I'm asking myself that question because I was thinking about it because I, I was comparing it to Michael Jordan's last ride right 
no last dance. last dance, and I'm like, man, with watching Undertaker, and it's close to Michael Jordan, but is he the greatest? And I'm like, I I don't know, but I was thinking, I was like, if you look at his numbers, he's been doing it 30 years. His record for um, WrestleMania is impeccable, and he's had great matches. So I'm like, if you argue against it, it's hard. But I understand it. Like, you know, Hulk Hogan is probably the, you know, if you think of wrestling. But, yeah, and it's crazy because I've I've left him out. My Mount Rushmore. Popular. The Hulk Hogan. Right? Yeah, but I mean, Hulk Hogan back then, he was fucking fire, man. He was steam. Yeah, he he was he was making money back then. You know what I'm saying? But not the greatest wrestler. Oh, back yeah, then, no. When it comes to the greatest Ricky, wrestlers... Ricky Steamboat was one of the best back then. Macho Man was the fucking man back then. Yeah, but like... When it, Ultimate Warrior who was not... But I understand what mm-hmm. you're saying, that it's like more recognizable, more... If you talk about, like, if we say boxing, the first name we're going to probably say, if it's not Muhammad Ali, we're going to say Mike Tyson. That's the thing with Mike Tyson. Damn, I don't... Well, it depends. Heavyweights. He was a great heavyweight, but... Because we're not going to say, I like boxing because of Hupia Sister Chavez. Well, that's an example. Uh, But if I say boxing in Puerto Rico, they're going to say... Yeah, no, it, it, it's crazy. Look, so I, I never used to think of under. I used to always still think he's probably like the greatest, like, like let's say like an L. Cool J. And I know people were probably like, yo, you two guys are talking about Russell Westbrook. But we're just trying to figure it out. Because I could think of like L. Cool J longevity. He's been on top. Uh, but I didn't think of. Undertaker as being like the greatest, but then watching this documentary and then just seeing everything he's put in, I'm like, man, if somebody tells me he's the greatest, I can't really argue with that. The more I think about yes. it, I'm Neither like, can I. I can't really, like, you know, I'm like, I can't really argue with that because his record, I know wrestling is not, you know, but still, this guy's always done it for so many years. And that's the crazy hey. part. Yeah, I wish we I wish we had more wrestling people on the podcast, so we could get their insight. Um, cause yeah. it'll it'll be because then there's probably other people we're not talking about. We, I mean, the only ones like I said I know is Ric Flair, um, the Shawn Michaels, the Hulk Huggins, you know, Stone Cold, uh, and stuff like that. But um, nah, it's just it's, it's just a good conversation to have. Um, no, yeah, it's definitely a good conversation to have because a lot of um, people have different opinions. A lot of people have different favorite wrestlers. Um, 
I, I like them to take it, but I don't know if I'll put him in my top five for me. You know what I'm saying? But he's definitely in that list of one of the greatest ones. There's no denying what he's done for wrestling. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> That's the thing. It's, it's like like I, my my Mount wrestling Mount Rushmore. I don't know if I ever used to include him, but now I'm like, I think I would have to. I mean, I know I've always my Mount Rushmore. It's always been Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and now I probably say Undertaker. I don't know. It always gets hard those last three or four. Yeah. What are, what are yours? I know Macho's in there. Macho will be my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk Hogan, I will put in there because I think me seeing the yellow and red TV, that got me. You know what I'm saying? The, the Hulk Hogan got me. But then I saw Macho Man with the more colorful shit, and that shit even put me more over. So definitely them two, and then I definitely got to put Stone Cold in there because he took it to another level. And then the third one. I mean, the fourth um, one. And then it's up because I could either put Ric Flair, The Rock, or Shawn Michaels. Right? Out of them three, I have to pick one for my mom last I know. And, and there's no Undertaker in that thing. And I'm not saying Undertaker's whack. I'm just yeah. saying that. He's not there. Yeah. Now, you know, I could do a top five or top ten list, and yeah, of course. Undertaker will probably be around six or seven for me, but in my Mount Rushmore, I got to pick between Sean, Rock, and um, the other guy that I think. Rick Flair. That's hard. Yeah. And Rick Flair. You know what I'm saying? So just imagine. But like you said, everybody has different opinions, and that's mm-hmm. the good thing about wrestling fans. It's like it's like any other any sports fan. About that, the problem is, you like if you're you like football, you have a specific team you like. You know what I'm saying? With wrestling, there's no team. It's just you like who you like, and nobody could get mad at you. You know what I'm saying? Just like I'm a giant New York Giants fan, you're a Chicago Bears fan. Mm-hmm. That's the team you like. I can't really, you know, it's the same thing with wrestling. You'd be surprised. So, <laughs> no, yeah, no. You get fans like be, Yankee yeah. and Boston Red Sox fans yeah. that they hate each other. You know what I'm saying? But with wrestling, it's like either you like all the heels because you like the bad guys or you like all the baby faces. But then once you start growing up, because if you're watching wrestling since maybe let's say the age of six or seven, you're always going to root for the good guys, the baby faces. As a young boy or girl, you're always going to root for them. Yeah. But then you start getting older... And you want to be cool on oh, the bad guys, the heels. Those are the cool ones, and they have the better talk in the mic and this and that. So you could change back and forth. With other sports, like a football fan, oh, I'm a New York Giants fan, but you know what? I'm going to get older. I'm going to switch to a Kansas City Chiefs fan. No, because then they'll look at you some type of way like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? That's the cool thing about wrestling. Eh? You could change here, change there, whatever, and yeah. they still... Falls under the same umbrella, like yo, I'm a wrestler. All right, so best entrance. D- think, d- does he take it? I think he takes it. He has the best entrance. Well, I'm gonna be biased. 
Because <laughs> Macho Man had a good one, but then when I found out that was a graduation song, mm. you know, and, and a I was like, yo. A follow-up question. Best entrance and best theme. It's not theme song. Best entrance song, I guess. Shawn Michaels had a good one. Yeah. Uh, but you, if you're talking about entrance with lyrics, yes, I think Shawn Michaels had a good one. Or, um, I think, I think, I think the Undertaker takes best entrance and best entrance song. I mean, mind you, Stone Cold's my favorite, and I like the Shatter the Glass. Can, yeah, but I think if I was in an arena and I just heard that gong. Go off! Oh, I think God. I'll go. I'll go crazy. It was like that one time we went to Monday Night Raw. We didn't know he was gonna be there, and uh-huh. we heard the, the fucking bell dong. We were like, "Holy shit!" Cause yeah, the arena went black. You Yo, go, we all turned like little kids. You go crazy. Um, yeah, I think that's the one thing. Like that, that's the one entrance everybody. Will like expect what other entrances you like or songs? I'm I'm trying to think a few for my head. Once I could think songs. Triple, triple H. Triple H. I should put that shit in football games still. Yeah, it's Triple H is a time to one. play the game. Yeah, uh, definitely Edge. Had Stone Cold a had a great uh, the the entrance song. I mean the entrance he just walk runs in, but. Uh, I'm trying to think. HBK, like you said, I used to like Bautista's yeah. entrance. Bautista had a good one with the guns. Honky Kong man, had a good one. Too. Yeah. Um. Hulk, Hulk Hogan I, had I a good like theme the, song. What happened? Hulk Hogan had a good theme song. Oh, entrance man. song. Everybody knew that song. Yeah. Um. I like and I don't like when they change, like the wrestlers change their song. Like mm-hmm. CM Punk used to come up to something different and then he started coming out to an actual song. Yeah, uh, personality. Um, is yeah, such a it, person? Which was cool. It was okay. But it fits his character. Uh, it fit perfect with him. I just like like the theme songs that are original. Like, but even Undertaker, when he came on American Badass, I liked that one too. I mean, it wasn't Undertaker, but... You know, oh, it's not yeah. as good, but it was still good. You know, like, uh, what about, uh, you could talk, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. Just talking about wrestling. Yeah. Almost finished. Um, what other, I'm trying to think of what other theme songs or entrances were good. John Cena. I like John Cena. John Cena is good. What about these guys? When they were the, the the shield, their entrance was oh, good. With the, with, with the fire. No, coming into the crowd. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, but they had the fire, the fire. The side. The, I didn't like the song, but I like the way they came in. Oh okay, like the crowd. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got you. What about what's yeah, up? <laughs> That's a good one. Like all the kids like that. Yeah. One. Um, the one thing New about day. The music is like you said, he takes. At least a good 10 triple minutes H. to get to the ring. No. We said Triple H. What's the name? Um, 
they start the match. Cool. Undertaker. So it's definitely that's what we're talking about. His, his, his entrance like theme song is one of the greatest. And you me? Nobody yeah. could pop that one there. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, those are most of the questions I had, pretty much. I mean, is there anything, other questions or anything else from, from that era? I mean, where he's covered so many era, or just from the documentary. Yeah, because, no, nah, but, you know, like, like you said, the, the documentary, oh, we said earlier, it covers three years, but it does, like, little flashbacks. Um, but they're a good watch. If you really want to get to know who The Undertaker is, they don't get into detail, detail, details, but you get to know who Mark Gallo is a little bit. Um, even when Stone Cold interviewed him for his podcast uh, on the WWE Network, mm-hmm. that was a good interview too, because that was the first time I heard somebody call him Mark. Um, and they said it there and then. Even in the documentary, they show a little bit of that interview was Stone Cold. Yeah. But, you know, people, you guys haven't watched it, I suggest, you know, I think YouTube has them now. If you can, if you don't have the network, uh, if you have a fire stick, you can find them there also. It's a good watch, just like The Last Dance of Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) The Last Dance documentary. So, yeah, man, give give it a watch, everybody. Yeah, no, it's a great one. I'm, like, we wanted to have more people on the podcast to get different ideas or at least come up with different questions or different ways of looking at things. But this was good. Like, we just wanted to cover the documentary because for us, it was a good documentary. I wonder, I think it made it great for us because of the whole, not whole COVID, but because we just finished watching Michael Jordan's Last Ride, and then this one started. So for us, it was great. Yeah. I, th- I think if things were back to normal and WWE rolled this out because they have so much content and they still had wrestling going on as regularly, we would have watched it, but I don't think it would have been such a big thing. But um, nope. like I said, it's just good to see this guy's loyalty, um, the shit, and just... Just the way he carries himself. That's what I really like. Just the, as a person, as a yeah. man. Um, you get to see his personal life with his wife and all that stuff. So it's definitely a good watch. Um, if you guys get a chance, please watch it. Uh, we'll know by uh, April next year <laughs> uh, if he's coming back or not. To be honest, I, I, hope, I hope he stays retired. I hope next year when April so comes... I hope when April comes around, we're watching him give a Hall of Fame speech. And yeah. that would be great. Just watch him in the Hall of Fame. Because um, be a lot of these wrestlers, great. they don't live too long. So last thing you want to do is not have that chance. A lot of these wrestlers die early and they don't even get a chance to, you know, appear in their Hall of Fame and they have their family members there. So Definitely. Yeah, so that's pretty much it, people. Like we said... Special edition, um, covering wrestling, Undertaker. Tomorrow, uh, it's episode, we're looking for episode 114. We're going to take it into, we're going to go into July, talk about some July the 4th stuff. Um, oh, boy. As we made we to July. Out our, uh, and July uh, 4 summer kit. Oh, yeah, we got a July 4th summer kit. And tomorrow, we're going 
white boy style, redneck style, drinking American-made beers. And yes, people, this is the nastiest of American-made beers. So tomorrow, you're gonna hear. It's gonna be a powerful session. I'm gonna break my. <laughs> I'm gonna break my burp record, and we're gonna probably be peeing every ten minutes. But bro, um, we're gonna be peeing so much. It's not even funny, bro. Yeah, but um, people, thank you for sticking with us. Always find us in chuletabros.com, uh, not even .com, Instagram, whatever. If there's anything we didn't cover in regards to wrestling or anything you guys want us to talk about um, by tomorrow or any other future, even as to wrestling, just let us know because, you know, we always cover sports. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we'll, like, we'll have uh, – tomorrow we'll talk about regular sports and stuff like that. But, yeah, this is all yeah. wrestling. So, Chuleta Lee and Chuleta out, Al. We're out. Peace. Peace, people. Amazon is hiring near you. Looking for team members who know that their work is important and that every package matters. Find a job that fits your life with competitive wages, reliable hours, and benefits. Let's work together from boxing it up to sending it on its way. Every step offers a different role and schedule. So are you ready to work together in your community? Visit Amazon.com apply to see what's available. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is hiring near you. Looking for team members who know that their work is important and that every package matters. Find a job that fits your life with competitive wages, reliable hours, and benefits. Let's work together from boxing it up to sending it on its way. Every step offers a different role and schedule. So are you ready to work together in your community? Visit amazon.com apply to see what's available. That's amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.